Hi, welcome to the Fit Me Forever podcast hosted by the OmniFit. We're about all things fitness. We help women get off the diet roller coaster to find sustainable health, embracing life right where you are on the way to where you're going. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Coach Jody V, a certified nutrition coach who specializes in helping women become physically and mentally strong to regain energy for a life they love. I would like to welcome my co-host, Kayla Duncan, owner of the OmniFit, and fellow colleague and nutrition coach, Taylor Bloxham. Together, we are the OmniFit. Hey guys, welcome back to the Fit Me Forever podcast. We are joined with Coach Taylor and Coach Jody today for episode six. How are you guys doing? So good, so good. I love yeah. being with you guys. Yeah, fantastic. Happy to be back. Yes, I agree. So today we're going to talk about nutrition, but specifically how to eat when life is social. This is definitely something that um, friends have struggled with, that clients have struggled with. I know that um, the three of us have chatted so much about just figuring out how to approach this topic with, with care, you know, like we're not robots. Um, but also with keeping our goals in mind. So our goal today with today's podcast is to bring you guys some tangible action steps that you can take to specific events, specific things that you guys do, um, to help just mitigate this issue that is, is common. We all have it, right? I mean, we all have our goals and then we all have our social life. <laughs> Absolutely. I think too, we just talked about all the ways that kind of breaks down. Right. So we you have travel, you know, things that are going on with that special occasions and, you know, like special event type things, weddings and graduations and things like that. And and then just family events, birthday parties and all the wonderful things that come along with that. So we've got a lot to lot to cover. Yeah, I think that's good. So let's jump right in with um, with travel. I know for myself, a lot of clients. Um, travel for work and they also travel for pleasure. You know, we just, we're kind of wrapping up the end of summer right now. I know most people are, kids are back in school and all that stuff. And so summer vacations were quite the topic um, over the last few months on how to approach those without, you know, losing all of that, the hard work that was put in just not too long ago, you know, during spring. So what are some of the top things that you find that people struggle with um, during travel time? They're, they're faced with obviously not the best choices, but I feel like people um, either don't eat enough. Uh, a huge thing is just not eating enough protein. Just because protein isn't really, really that common, everything is either contained with carbs or fat. And that's really just the, what our society intakes all of the time in a large surplus. Uh, when you go to vacations or graduations or anything like that, um, we're presented with not a lot of protein options. And so, um, and that's exactly what can help a lot with our satiety. That's what's going to, um, help our, our goals obviously is just taking in enough protein most of the time. Um, just because carbs and fat can obviously be stored and used, but protein cannot. So that's why we need to have it consistently. Otherwise, um, Another thing is just <clears throat> not making what I want to say not the right choices, but people people don't know that they can indulge, but not have it be a total splurge and ruin everything. 
I would say. Right. Yeah. I mean, moderation, I think, is huge in any of these three areas. Um, you know, if you're traveling for business and you, you have a business dinner, um, it's just things like just because some, you know, everybody's having dessert, it doesn't mean that you can't have dessert, but maybe you have two or three bites and push the plate away. Or your strategy is, ah, I'm going to pass on the macaroni and cheese and I'm going to have, I'm going to have that nice steak and salad and a bunch of vegetables. Or, I mean, there's just, it's, it does, most places you can find choices if you're willing to make the choices um, that are, you know, a little bit better on the continuum. You know, you can go from really crazy blowout to, you know, being totally restrictive and not having any enjoyment or fun around it. But there's some place generally you can find in the middle. And that's what I, you know, like to share a lot. Right. Yeah. Strategy. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And what I hear both of you saying that something that's kind of common to overcome is that usually when you're traveling, you can't cook your own food. So mm -hmm. yeah. you're at the mercy of the restaurant that you choose to go to. And depending on what you're traveling, I know like with work events, most of the time you're not even in charge of picking the restaurant. You're told where to show up. Um, right. So a couple things that, um, that you can do though, when you're put in that situation is use Google, just Google the restaurant's name. Most restaurants these days will have online menus. And so it's really great to go into that with, you know, maybe two menu options that you know you're going to want to choose. Um, a lot of times it's common specifically for business with this particular topic is that they might even have apps and things ordered for you. Um, or you might have a restricted menu or told that, you know, you're, you're going to have, you know, these options. And so it's, it's nice to go in and honestly, if, even if you're going out with your family, check the menu ahead of time. That way you're not walking in starving where all you want is mac and cheese, <laughs> like decide what you're going to order. Um, and you can get your food faster that way because you're going to walk right in and know, and know what to eat. But checking out the menu is so helpful. Um, and then a couple other tips in terms of eating out with, with this whole travel thing, whether you're on vacation or business is not being afraid to ask the waiter or waitress how to prepare your food. Um, you know, no oil and no butter or sauces on the side and dressing on the side. And a lot of those things, um, are very, very simple directions that you can give, you know, your host and it can, I mean, just slice the calories in half. Um, not mm -hmm. to, a lot of times if you're cooking your food at home and then you go out and your, you know, salad is just smothered in oily dressing, it's not even as enjoyable. That's been the feedback I've received from other people and my personal feedback. Um, right. I think, yeah, when you train yourself to, um, kind of do, practice those things anyways, that's, that's huge. Um, that definitely slicing the calories just by being mindful and it doesn't really have to change your enjoyment of the meal. Like you're, you're not, you don't have to be, it doesn't have to feel this really restrictive, you know, kind of, of thing, or I, I shouldn't say restrictive, but obsessive, mm -hmm. you know, right. like you're, you're trying to count every single calorie or whatever. It's just being mindful, being present, mm -hmm. you know, with it. I would say too, is to make a little bit of wiggle room is a good rule of thumb um, throughout the day. Um, especially if you're wanting to enjoy that glass of wine with, with your coworkers or, um, you want to enjoy a few bites of dessert or have something to actually indulge in and, and maybe you aren't aware of what's going to be ordered or you go to an Italian restaurant. 
that's pretty much you're like, ah, <laughs> I have no luck here. <laughs> um, so then that being said, just get a lot of your protein in throughout the day, get some, make sure you're getting vegetables, um, that kind of thing. Make sure you're staying hydrated. That's a huge thing with travel, especially, uh, just because when you're, when you're hungry versus when you're hydrated or dehydrated, I should say, it's a much, it's very, very confusing to, to know the difference there, our bodies anyway. And, um, just to make sure you're getting in those smart choices throughout the day and make a little bit of wiggle room so you can have more quote unquote fun choices when you're eating out. That, that is an absolutely excellent point, Taylor. Um, I think with knowing that you're going to travel, if you can prehydrate, um, in the one or two days before and just be super mindful of that because usually no matter where you you know you end up you're probably drinking bot bottled water or whatever that may might be expensive might be hard to come by might not be as convenient like when you're at the hotel or whatever sort of thing um but to be prehydrated and to definitely drink a lot and i always pack snacks too i make sure i have something with me all the time while i'm traveling in case i don't have you know i'm on that leg of the trip where I'm in a crappy portion of the airport and I can't really get anything decent. It's mm -hmm. nice to like pull the apple out of my bag or whatever, you know, type of thing. Almonds. Yeah. I was going to ask Jody, um, what are some good snacks that you would recommend packing ones that are one travel really well, both in car and on an airplane. I think that's important. Um, mm -hmm. a lot of people don't realize that so that the dry food that we pack can travel perfectly fine on an airplane. In fact, you can pack like chicken and green beans and, like potatoes on an airplane. I've traveled yeah. times um, during contest prep and then also just if I'm, you know, want to have a whole meal and don't want to buy the $15 meal at, <laughs> at the airport. Right. Um, yeah, I, usually, I usually have a whole meal with me at least when I leave mm -hmm. um, and eat before I travel and then have it in my bag. But usually, I mean, nuts are a big go-to for me during travel. Um, they satisfy me. They keep me, you know, um, full, I guess. Um, pieces of fruit, that sort of thing. And I usually have jerky in my bag too, or, or some type of chicken strips or something like that. What's one thing that's really great is the tuna pouches. Oh, yeah. I mean, I throw those in all the time. Usually Stink up the plane me. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that before. I'm like, sorry guys. <laughs> it's just a great go-to. It is. Yeah. They taste so good. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Protein powder is another good one or protein bars. If some people can tolerate, um, like quest bars or whatever. Um, those are really good too. <clears throat> yeah. And just having things like, like Lara bars that are both carbs and fats. Um, mm -hmm. especially if you're traveling and breakfast might be hard to come by, at least with my family, most people in my family don't get up and eat right away. Um, so if we're at a hotel where there's continental breakfast, then we could go downstairs, but usually everybody wants to get up. Somebody might grab coffee or make a coffee run. And I'm the one that's looking for something to eat. Um, if I have my protein, I can eat a Lara bar and that's a perfectly fine breakfast. And then by the time we get to a place to eat, whether that's brunch or whatever, one, I'm not starving. Um, but two, I'm, you know, I have something in my system, which is always better for your blood sugar too. Yeah. Yep. I always have protein with me, you know, just, mm -hmm. just as a habit, not even when I'm traveling, but all the time, it's like, I've got protein in my purse or my bag, no mm -hmm. matter where I go. Cause invariably you get 
you get stuck out somewhere, but that's great. Great. One thing I think I like doing is, like you said, Kayla, to wake up and have like a protein shake. And even if it's just that, so then you can later go kind of choose whatever you want. And that's actually a good kind of rule of thumb for any meal, especially to have some a little something before you eat. So you're not absolutely starving and you're more up to overeat. So then you can just have a little bit of satiety from that protein and then have some more, again, wiggle room for yeah. your meals. And I was just talking about to a client about that last week. She had a big wedding, you know, a big event coming up. And it's like, how do I navigate the whole weekend's going to be food and drink and, you know, just a great time. It's like, well, first of all, have a great time. And second of all, yeah, go before the wedding, eat. If you know that there's going to be a lot of things that are going to tempt you there, by all means, enjoy. But if you eat before you go and you know it's a solid meal, then you're probably not going to want as much. And actually that was her feedback, you know, came back like that. So yeah, that's wonderful. And before we move on to the other um, topics we want to talk about with eating when life is social, um, Taylor wrote a really great blog about eating out. So I'm going to link that in the show notes so you guys to reference that. Um, and I think Taylor, didn't you also um, comment on some like actual food at popular chain restaurants that, um, we're actually good. So I'll definitely link that because just having that in your back pocket is really good. Things like Subway and Applebee's and, you know, quick change. Yeah. And I think that's actually becoming a requirement too for most restaurants. So um, I just love what this world's coming to in some ways <laughs> with, with that kind of stuff. Healthy ice cream, nutrition data on all foods and restaurants. It's good. Right. That's good. What about family events um, and things where this is a, a common issue, um, just like 4th of July or Memorial Day or somebody's birthday. And um, recently it's come up a lot and my family is very similar with, I mean, food is like, it's like never ending food, casseroles and pies and macaroni salad. And it's like, it just goes on and on and on. Um, a lot of people struggle with the being in that environment and not just constantly snacking. So what do you guys think about, and maybe just some quick, like one or two tips when you're at a family event like that, we talked to already about, you know, eating before you go and choosing protein. Um, but when you're in that family environment and there's a little emotion attached to it that, you know, grandma really wants you to eat her potato salad, you know, mom really wants you to try that casserole. Um, how do, how do we navigate that, that kind of stuff? I hate to harp on the, the, my abundance theme, but part of it is, it, you know, kind of going into an event in the mindset of this isn't going to be my last supper. <laughs> you know, this is hopefully isn't going to be the last time I have this family event and I'm going to be able to, you know, experience that casserole or that special something again. And, you know, just having that mindset of moderation that, mm -hmm. you know, it isn't the last supper. And then one thing for me personally is I just kind of need to stay away from the food table. You know what I mean? Like not hang out there, like get my plate and decide that that's my portion and move away from the food table. Yeah. Yes. So. Glorious for spending way too much time, like right around the food table in the kitchen. Um, and that was definitely the tip I was going to bring quote unquote to the table. No pun. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. And I think that um, a huge thing too is that what I think of is, and obviously it's different for everybody in terms of, of if this is a skill that they can 
um, value and, and work on, but actually how good does it feel to sit there and savor a meal um, to get what you enjoy, like a little scoop of the mashed potatoes and the and a little bit of the pie and, and whatever else that you actually are looking forward to, but actually savoring it all the way through and really enjoying that meal and saying, okay, that, that was awesome. I am satisfied. I am good to go. And then go away from the table <laughs> <laughs> and, and not experiencing that guilt afterwards because you were intentional with what you chose to enjoy. And that's feedback that I really love to hear whenever clients come back from, you know, we might have talked about this event we've prepared, we, you know, equip them with some things and tools, strategies, and they come back and they're like, you know what? I, I had a lot more to eat than I normally would have or whatever, but I feel, feel really good. I woke up the next morning. I feel good. And, and all these things, you know, we talked about water. We talked about, um, we haven't quite talked about sodium yet, but I do just want to just sneak in there a little bit. Um, when you're well hydrated and when you salt your food that you cook at home, then these crazy weight fluctuations, this bloating or water retention is going to be much less likely. So when you combine all these different tools and strategies together, you can go to a wedding or you can travel or you can, you know, go on a date and eat out or whatever without having all this negative feedback from your body. Mm -hmm. Right. And speaking of negative feedback too, I think sometimes we also need to recognize that like certain family events like that can bring on emotional stress. And when we have the, that tendency to be emotional stress and if we are emotional eaters, then recognizing that perhaps going into an event as well that um, if you think there's going to be emotions connected to it, that, you know, you recognize it ahead of time and kind of pre-prepare, again, being mindful of it. There's so many things. So, so many, many things, things of that ahead of time. And that's kind of a trend that um, you guys are going to hear us come out with a lot. I want to highlight that, that this being prepared ahead of time, this being intentional, being mindful, when you're approaching training, when you're approaching nutrition, when you're approaching special events, I mean, all of this stuff, it's this hidden superpower, honestly, that like, that's what we're armed with. You want the secrets to success. Like that's honestly the secret. You have it. <laughs> we let our cat out of the bag, you know? Yeah. Um, well guys, we could go on and on about, about eating out and dating. And I'm sure that we're going to go all through having different examples, but I just want to invite you listeners. If you have specific questions or a specific scenario um, to ask us, please just let us know. We would love to address your specific situation because I'm confident that you're not the only one. I'm sure that um, all of these stories that we've used, all these examples that, that we've highlighted are just coming from the repetitiveness that we've heard from our clients over the years. And so we would be glad to address any of those personal questions that you have. Um, and you can connect with us and, and fit me forever with those. You can email us at info at the omnifit.com. And I would love to continue this conversation in the future. We definitely will. Yes. Yes. I'm looking forward to connecting with all the ladies that we can relate to and um, build that community with. So I'm so thankful for you guys. Yeah. And I think we just, everybody needs to know we're just like you. <laughs> Sorry too much. Yes. We have the same things. Amen. <laughs> All right, ladies. All right. Out of here. Yes. <laughs> Good night. 
Well, there you have it, guys. Thank you so much for joining in to another episode of the Fit Me Forever podcast. If you guys have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out via email at info at theomnifit.com. And of course, please connect with us on social media. All of our handles, our Instagram and Facebook are both at The Omnifit. And if you like this kind of content, if you like what we're putting out, please rate us on iTunes and Stitcher. That helps other people find us, and it lets us know that we're putting out content that you enjoy. All right, talk to you guys soon.